Legion, what's going on? Welcome to the Cyclone. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to be on leave this week, but you know, I just couldn't quietly go away. I decided to sit in on one of the Cyclone episodes and listen to what my boys are up to. And as a matter of fact, at least you got a PlayStation 4, Al, but damn, if you ain't using he's, it right. He's, he's taking a step in the right direction. He's a yeah, PS4. Now, yeah, yeah, just, okay. you know, you know, I'm more of a PC <laughs> gamer myself, but. Listen, I'm not knocking a PC gamer. I once got 2K on the PC when I didn't have a PS4 at the time. It was cool. 2K okay. on PC is awesome. If you get a good controller. If you get a good controller, it's, just, it's really nice. And not only that, the modding community is insane. Yeah. But unfortunately, 2K is being freaking assholes lately and shutting down all the online servers every year what they have to do that because every time they come out with the new 2k the old 2k servers they use for the let that'll game they just they have to get rid of it they can't keep those up anymore but it is cool though like you can do a roster mod where you can play it's like the 2002 year with the buck i love when guys do mods and you can't do that with what well, you can do with the pizza for but it takes more work but it's a lot easier to do with the pc version of it because you can just mod it out and do what you want well, you exactly I traded yeah. a first round pick, a second pick, and uh, Sam Cassell for Allen Iverson to play on the Bucks. That was nice. That would never happen. <laughs> Dude, shut up. That's worse than the Timberwolves Chicago trade. Wait, I, I'm trying to think. Was the Sam Cassell, or did I trade Glenn Robinson? I don't know. The it trade is Robinson. still worse than the, the trade that happened on draft night. And that was a bad trade for Chicago. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, that was horrible. Nothing like, short of magic in that trade. You mean Chicago got bamboozled because they were trying to get rid of Jimmy butler but here's my thing this is the dumb part that i don't get about chicago right tom thibodeau loves jimmy butler like literally watch him grow into the star he is now right and he really wanted jimmy butler on his team because he know he thought he was gonna go to minnesota change the culture defense first it didn't work and i don't i i like chris dunn coming out but at the same time i'm like i don't really like ricky rubio so i thought chris dunn was the better option but that i'm not the head coach so it's not my decision but if you give up on Chris Dunn, Rubio can't shoot, Zach Levine's coming off of ACL, and the first year didn't really work. Now you're like, okay, let's get Jimmy Butler, and mind you, Tibbs loves Jimmy Butler. Chicago should have took advantage of that. If I know this is a guy you really want, you coached him before, you watched him go into a superstar, I'm going to make you give up the kitchen sink in the house just to get him. My problem is the Wolves shouldn't give up on Zach Levine like that. No, I'm a huge Zach Levine fan. I think him and Kyle Anderson came out the same year and they both came from UCLA and I'm like, yo, Zach Levine has potential. Like, he does. He had ball handling skills. His stats didn't show his rookie year because he is playing out of position. He was still getting used to the league. And I don't think he was a backup point guard. I just think he handled the point a lot in college and can do it, but I don't think he's a quintessential point guard. He's more comfortable playing off the wing and kind of like breaking guys down off the dribble or he approved on his three-point shot but you know injuries it's the biggest knock on him this past year if he didn't have those injuries i think he would have had a great year yeah exactly i actually agree with that completely so i don't know why minnesota gave up on him so early personally i wouldn't have gave up on him like i was hearing him in trade talks earlier this year and i was like i wouldn't do it i like zach levine too much now Andrew Wiggins, here's my thing. And I think Markel Fultz kind of falls into the same fold. These guys are really great scoring guards. Like, really, really good. They'll drop 20, but they don't take over games. Like, at all. If you watch Markel Fultz play, did any of you guys watch Markel play in college? Yes. 
I didn't watch too many games. I caught more highlights, and I saw when he went against Lonzo. He doesn't really take over against the really good teams. He kind of just lays down, dies. There's not much fight. And then against bad teams, he'll he'll get his, but he doesn't take over the game. He doesn't will. He doesn't have that Kobe or that Michael Jordan or that Ray Allen. He doesn't have that clutch takeover, end the game, give me the ball. I'm gonna make stuff happen. Will my team to a victory type. Like, he doesn't have that Dwayne Wade or, you know what I'm saying, those type of guys. Even T-Mac had it. They'll will their teams to a win. They'll get there. They'll get 20, 30. But, like I said, right. when have you seen Andrew Wiggins take over a game? You know what's weird? I was speaking that you said Lonzo. I'm sorry to say this. The Lakers made a mistake picking Lonzo at number two because, in my opinion, he's going to be a bust. I couldn't disagree with you more. What, I will what, show you what, everything. Didn't I just bring you to the light last week? What happened? Okay, no. What I just saw, what happened on WWE Raw, like, this is more of his dad than him. You know what I saw? Remember when Cecil Fielder did this to Prince Fielder? He never really amounted to much, right? No. He should have never been drafted to LA. He should have been drafted to a team like Minnesota or to, like, a lower team and then build himself. Why? I will explain. Why does your dad need to talk for you? To hype you up. There was no reason for that. If you were good, you don't need your dad to do that. This guy is going to be out of the league in five years. Doubt it. I will have my rebuttal, but go ahead and finish. I've seen this before. Yes, he is a great player, but is he going to be the player that LA expects him to be? No, not even close. And the fact that you traded D'Angelo Russell just to make sure he's there, the Lakers made a big mistake. That's just my opinion. What's your thoughts? Okay, so one, this is where you're wrong. One, Lonzo is the best fit for the Lakers. He's pretty much the most of Magic Johnson I've seen in years. He's a pass first, and he has a better jump shot, in my opinion. It's a weird release, but it goes in. He has the right people around him. He has guys that want to score, want to get the ball, and he has a game that makes people better. You can't lose with a game like that. They don't want you to be a 30-point game scorer. They don't want you scoring Russell Westbrook numbers every night. They just want you to pass the ball and get it. He can never have a bad game. The guy's literally first instinct is the pass. He'll rack up somewhere close to 10 assists and grab rebounds, push the floor. The guy's a walking triple-double. Guys like that that can flirt with a triple-double every night, I don't see them turning in the bus. Now, is he going to be the takeover scorer that they probably would need from time to time? No. That's why you got guys like Brandon Ingram, who is a KD type, if you want to call him that, which I don't really see it. And if Paul George comes there, it makes the team better. And the scoring low is not on him. Lonzo Ball is the type of guy that you put shooters and guys on the wing around him, and they'll make him better. Think of it like LeBron James. LeBron James needs shooters. You give LeBron shooters, he has a chance. Same thing with Lonzo. You put shooters around him, they'll do the rest. And they're just the guy just facilitating, orchestrating the offense. Much like Ray Zon Rondo did with the Celtics back in 08. What Ben Simmons can do inside of Philly with Joel Embiid and Mark Helfoltz. Like Jason Kidd did back with the New Jersey Nets. Steve Nash did with the Phoenix Suns. Guys like that that passed the ball first? No, like... How, how many generational talents that had a talent like that to pass the ball turned out to be bust? Come on now. How... This name, give me three. I'm going to be brutally honest, is the first thing that Lonzo Ball wants to prove. He needs to get rid of his dad. Why would you get rid of the man that has got you there the entire time? Let me get how is his dad a distraction? How is his, like, trust me. Oh, yeah, like, Cecil Fielder wasn't for Prince Fielder? Listen, let his dad talk. His dad's got him a brand. 
His dad's doing something for him. His, his dad's got him that but far. But there is and no need for it. Whether it's a need or not, Let the, guy the man there. earn the, like, the sponsorship. Let the man earn everything. There is no reason for this. Listen, I honestly like his dad being the mouthpiece. You want to know why? It takes all the pressure off of him, so to speak, to kind of like back up his own words. But the, to probably back but up the hype that he's words. not going to be able to live up with? I believe so. Listen, he's probably heard this his entire life. So he this is another day to him. He's lived with this man his entire life. I don't think it's any different than anything he's heard his entire life or anything outlandish or crazy. Ask the let, Chris Sims family how that worked. Uh, like Phil Sims. No, yeah, Chris, Come how did that work? Come on, yeah. dude. Listen, you got to flirt that line. There's a difference between, hey, he he's not really a helicopter parent because it's like you don't see UCLA complaining, oh, he was at all the practices. He just came to the games. Listen, LeVar is a hype machine, and he's doing it for the media. That's his whole ploy. He gets your attention, gets enough attention on his son. He wants the attention on his son because that brings endorsement deals, that betters their brand, it makes him more money. Yeah, he's shit more... all over his middle son saying, oh, he won't make it to the NBA. Listen, if it's the truth, it's the truth. His son can prove him wrong. Now, listen, he said two of them can make it. He don't think his middle son can, but I think he could make it. I don't think he'll be a lottery pick. I think he'll be a solid NBA player. He he won't be the star that Lonzo or his youngest brother has a shot to. The middle one, it's, it's a 50-50. I, I don't know. I, I would have to see what he does this year in college. I'm interested now. Because, like, listen, he's a big dude. Like, what, 6'6"? Got some weight to him. I don't think he's that fast, personally. But the dude can shoot a variety of ways. So he can prove everybody wrong to see. It depends on what he does in UCLA. Hey, hey, if Jason Capoto can make it to the NBA, so can he. I'm not saying he can't make it. I'm just saying the caliber of player is not going to be that big. I mean, seriously. I still cannot believe that Jessica Campono is so like, dude. The dude is was literally Kevin Love. Uh, he was Kevin Love before Kevin Love. Yes, and guess what? He was literally lost in the league. Like nobody wanted to resign him. A man who literally took over Reggie Miller's three point percentage. Hey, I, I sometimes it's like that. sometimes it's like that, man. You never teams are weird that way. I don't know why, but um, but I don't no. see Lonzo. I don't see Lonzo being a bust. I don't see it like a guy that makes people better and he does it naturally. It's not forced. Like take Westbrook. Westbrook is like the new version of Gilbert Arenas. You remember what Gilbert used to do? Shoot yes. from half court, take over the game, all Gilbert, 1,000 miles an hour, where's the number zero? Westbrook does that just times a 1,000, minus well, the injury. Yeah, the problem with Westbrook was Gilbert Arenas didn't... Arenas had someone accidentally tackle his leg, like fall on his leg. It wasn't True. intentional, but like, yeah, after that, he wasn't the same. And then for some unbeknownst reason, Gilbert Arenas went insane and brought guns into... What the fuck was that about? Oh, I remember that story. Um, it was Javar Creighton, um, freshman coming out of Georgia Tech. He did one year in Georgia Tech. This was before one and done became like a really big thing, but it was still allowed, right? Didn't God wasn't all that great anyway. Gilbert is a hole by nature and messes with people by nature. So I guess they're gambling inside the locker room and they go back and forth. And as a joke, Gilbert brings the guns in the locker room and Javar brings it. And now there's a standoff in the middle of the locker room with the guns. Then the media finds out. Then Gilbert gets suspended. Javar gets suspended. Gilbert still is in the league. Javar Creighton pretty much out the league after that incident. Well, Arenas was a ridiculous idiot at that point. 
Oh, and yeah, he's had signed, he had a really great year, signed that really big contract, and then got hurt afterwards. No, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care. I don't care. You don't bring actual guns to a locker room. Maybe a squirking contest or something. But seriously, could you imagine? Say we were basketball players, right? We we're having fun, and a guy brings a gun to the arena for a bet? Like, Listen, I am... I'm not saying it's the smartest thing in the world. And it's not. It's dumb. Looking back at it, I'm pretty sure they would probably have thought differently because at this point you're throwing away millions over over something small so listen to each their own everybody probably had that one moment where like man i probably should have done that differently but they didn't and it kind of is what it is it was it was dumb and gilbert's career went down the drain after that as far as being that guy mind you he was a great player 2007 gilbert arenas the man like couldn't tell me nothing Deshaun yeah. Stevenson carried that wizard team more than Gilbert Arenas did, in my oh, opinion. Oh, come on. Let no, he did. He, did he carried not. them he to the playoffs. He did he not did. carry them to the playoffs. That was Gilbert's team, and you know it. No, Gilbert got injured all the time. Deshaun carried them. We're talking about, oh, 2007 when he went to the playoff against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Gilbert Arenas took that team there. He was the man. That team no, was where built was around he? him. That where team was, was not he? built around Deshaun Stevenson. Oh, where was Kubarias? Oh, he was injured, of course, as always. He played the entire season in 2007. It's after he signed that big contract it went downhill. He was constantly injured. And guess what? If it was Deshaun Stevenson's team when Gil Arenas was injured, what happened to the team? But what happened? Yeah, what happened to the team when Deshaun Stevenson was there and Gilbert was injured? What happened? They still made the playoffs. They didn't do that well. The team was not built around Deshaun Stevenson. He was not a superstar player. We both know that. The dude literally helped the Mavs win the championship. Okay, as a role player, he wasn't the bad. Deshaun Stevenson was better than Arenas, and you no, know No, he what? wasn't. No, and he I, was not. As he was. I'm going to let you be delusional on that one. We're going to agree to disagree on that one. The dude literally carried that team because Arrhenius could not be healthy enough for that show. Oh, you're going to force me to look on the stats. Well, J360 Legion, that was amazing to hear. Listen, man, that we're going to agree to disagree. Like, There's no way Deshaun Stevenson is better than Gilbert Arrhenius. We're not. We can't agree. And Lonzo Ball is not a bust. Just, I don't see it. I Guys that are a bust that are just like, you can see it. Josh Jackson, you can see it. He can be a bust. You've seen it before. But guys who naturally make players better, there's a lower percentage of guys of that being a complete bust. Because if, if that's the case, then Ben Simmons has the same amount of percentage of being a bust. Because his game is built off that any can't shoot. Dunking yeah, is great, but his jumper could use a little work. But then again, exactly. consider, considering that he redshirted, and, well, he was injured first, and then he redshirted, you know, it's, it remains to be seen with him. He's still got developmentals. Exactly. So, But like I said, if you're going to call Alonzo Ball a bust, you got to call Ben Simmons a bust, too. They are pretty much cut from the same cloth as far as their game. Just one has a better jump shot than the other. Well, you see, the thing is, the Lakers are in a... Big time rebuilding phase. Lonzo might be something good for them, for their direction, but not to get them there yet. They got a lot more depth to build and everything else. You know, they're not in a position to talk stuff yet. So I don't see him being a bust per se, but they're going to need a little bit more pieces. He has a type yes. of game where you need no. the pieces. But they're under the hype that he is like the savior. Like he's the guy that everyone's been waiting for. No, I see him kind of 
like a Ricky Rubio type. That's mm, it. Not. I don't know. Back to what y'all were talking about. Who exactly won and lost the draft? In your opinion. Oh, all right. Okay, Al, you go the first. Bulls, the Bulls lost the draft. End of story. Like that's, that's it. Uh, every that's it. every draft prediction was predictable. The Knicks pick kind of was weird. But no, nah, yeah, I like, seen that coming. They they were, I knew they were going to take that French kid. Shit. I'll get to that in a minute, but I'll let you finish. Um, any uh, trade oh. deals or well, not trade deals. Any draft deals look weird to you besides the Lakers? Well, anybody else besides them, son? No, not really, in my opinion. Not even the Celtics. Um, no, I was actually stunned that the Celtics did not trade. The Celtics just wanted to hold on to their pieces and their picks, and it's like, stop stockholding picks, dude. Like, for real, like, that's been the big issue with the Celtics. They keep stockholding all these picks, and they're never going to use them right. Because if they are going to use them right, why don't they use them? Anyways, that's all I have to say. Okay, well, Dev, you're up. All right, so uh, losers, I would go with Boston and Chicago and... That's about it. You and I touched a nerve about the Celtics. You want to elaborate ah. on that? Yeah, okay. So this is my thing about Boston. You drafted Jason Tatum. He's a decent player. Better offense than Jalen Brown. Not as much defense. 6'8", so he has to play the small forward position. Or unless you're going to play a small ball lineup. But I don't see that guy making a contribution where you can compete in the East. Even if you sign Gordon Hayward. By, any, by the chance that Gordon Hayward says, you know what? I'll come to Boston. I'll come play. Okay, your two guard position is now short up. Your point guard position is still good. You still have to hide Isaiah Thomas on defense. And now you still have your same role players. But even you had Jason Tatum in there. It doesn't make that huge of an impact where you're like, okay, we can compete with Cleveland now. And I think they lost because draft picks are only as valuable on draft night. After draft night, their value diminishes. Before draft night, their value isn't as high. So, you know, the night to strike would be draft night. They didn't. Don't know why. Maybe they didn't get the right offer or teams weren't listening to what they were saying. But I felt like, you know, they lost out because they lost out on Jimmy Butler. That would have been a nice addition if they did get him. Paul George is still in the market because he obviously went out because he told everybody that he does. So, I mean, maybe they pull something off July 1st. But as far as draft night, they lost. Not a bad draft, but they lost by doing nothing. Um, Chicago, terrible trade. No offense, I do like Zach Levine. He's coming off an ACL injury. If I'm a team, oh my god, it, it looks like damaged goods at this point. I don't know what I'll get out of him. Chris Dunn, they're, they're seeing a red flag there. If you gave up on a guy after a year, I don't know. Maybe he's not the guy you thought he was when you drafted him. And maybe, you know, because he originally got drafted by, by what, Flip Saunders originally? Mm-hmm. And then he ended up dying, yeah. unfortunately. And then, um, you know, Tibbs, maybe Tibbs, maybe Tibbs had a different direction. Maybe he didn't like him as much and Flip saw something different. Who knows? It really can't say because of the unfortunate, you know, death. But I would throw a red flag there. If I'm Chicago, I'm like, we really liked him last year. We couldn't get him. But if Chicago was dumping him off and they like Rubio more, I would kind of, I would be worried there because Rubio can't shoot. He is literally a pass-first point guard who surprisingly still has a starting job in the league, which should go to my point earlier, Al, that pass-first point guards don't fizzle out in the league because Rubio would have fizzled out a long time ago. Guys like Johnny Flynn, who were around that size, that shoot first, kind of fizzle out. Just saying. But 
to go back to my point, Chris Dunn sounds like a red flag because they gave up on him after one year. Zach Levine's a red flag coming off the injury. What else they got? The 16th pick? Yeah. Yeah, he said it. And, um, and I don't even know what they got. I don't even know what they drafted for that. So Chicago, you're you're pretty much saying, hey, we're rebuilding, but you haven't got rid of everybody. You're still paying Wade an absurd amount of money. Rondo's still there, and he's not giving that spot up to Dunn anytime soon unless they get him out of there. So you're kind of in that. You have some vets. You brought in some young guys, and you gave away your best player. So you're waving the white flag and saying, hey, we're not being competitive. We're gonna rebuild, but. You, you. I don't. I feel like he either gave up too much or too little for Jimmy Butler, or not enough, or you didn't use your leverage correctly. I should say because you know how bad Minnesota wanted Jimmy, and you got a, you got the bad end of the deal. Why Minnesota came out on top? Like, wow. So interesting I'll, draft for you guys, huh? Yeah. Oh come on. All right. I as an Orlando Magic fan, I feel like I almost have to renounce my fandom to this team. <laughs> Come on, dude. No, man. It, we had we had a chance to get Malik Monk. We needed three-point shooting. Mario Harzania, not a great shooter. Alfred Payton, can't shoot. Evan Fournier is our best shooter. And on a, on a really good team, he's maybe the third best player. Nikola Vujovic is really good. But he's not really a 20-10 guy. He's like a 28-9 guy. Pretty close, but... You know, stats are on everything. So, at this point, we drafted some guy at a Florida State who really can't shoot. Doesn't look like he can put the ball on the floor that well as far as handle. We drafted a longer version of Aaron Gordon. That's what I feel like we drafted. Aaron Gordon is probably way more athletic, more comfortable at the four. We just drafted the same guy at the three. He can't shoot. He's more for defense. We need offense. We passed on Malik Monk. I was so upset. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Why are we drafting these people? So I felt like we lost there. Like, I like what Oklahoma City did by picking up Terrence Ferguson. One, the guy has a great last name. Let's just be honest. Oh, God. Uh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Can you see this, uh, Al? Yes, I do. I guess you're not the only one uh, with an two. ego stroke. Hey, listen, we all have it. Uh, two... Oklahoma did need three and D guys, and he fits the bill perfectly. He is literally fits the persona what they need. Um, I like the fact that Monte Morris got picked up. Period. Very efficient, mistake-free point guard. He got picked up by Denver. Maybe Moutier is not the answer inside Denver. We'll find out this season. But look out for Monte Morris, second-round pick. Really good. Mano had a good draft. I would have liked to see them draft Malik Monk with the tenth pick. And had that Kentucky backcourt in Sacramento because it's obvious they could already play together. So I don't know unless they like Buddy Hill that much, and I don't really see it. The guy spent four years in college, and eh, it's kind of iffy on defense. I mean, he did catch on towards the end of the year, so maybe there's something there, and they see it. But I don't know. Just personal preference, I would like to see Malik Monk and Darian Fox play together again. Philly is looking really good. But my only concern is Joel Embiid's health. If that guy can stay healthy, the Markel Fultz, Ben Simmons, like everything pays off based on Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid's health, which I really need to rely on my team doctors and hope they can come through with something for me. But yeah, I'm seriously considering renouncing my fandom as an Orlando Magic fan after that night's nice draft because at this point, I have no idea what we're doing. Well, that's okay, Dev. I mean, you can always uh, be a Warriors fan. 
No, you can be a Bucks fan. No, we'll welcome you with open arms, good sir. Hey, hey, hey. Um, hey, listen, you guys got rookie. The, you got the rookie of the year, which I've never seen this guy play all year, and I had league pass. I'm not gonna lie. Dude, Giannis <laughs> is something special. No, no, no. You're a rookie. You're a, po- oh, you're a rookie uh, point guard. I, I'm Brogdon? Yeah. Yeah, and he I was second-round pick. I hardly seen him play. That is a shame. He is actually really good. No, he really is. Like, like I didn't really see him play during the playoffs. Like, honestly, like, I, I seen it. It's like, the guy can play. Brogdon was the starter during the playoffs, right? Like, right. No, he was, was he the starter during the playoffs? I think he was, because he weren't going to start Jason Terry. No, Jason Terry's a, a, a rotation player. During the he playoffs. was like a six man. No, there's a lot of things about the Bucks to be so much hopeful for. What's really cool about it is I'm kind of glad we lost against the Raptors because I would have felt familiar being swept by the Cavs. No, you take that one on the chin proudly. They went to the finals. If you can hang, if you make the games competitive, you have nothing to worry about. It's when you roll over and die and get completely beat. That's when you like, eh. So no, it is we, the actual I, I already know. About. I know the basis. The Bucks' defense wasn't good enough to compete with the Cavs. I knew that already. I knew it. But, like, but but we took the Cavs. Um, competitive. If you guys don't roll over and die, if you make it competitive, true. Yeah, the you Raptors guys competed. Did. Yeah, see, that, see, if you roll over and die like they did, then I have a problem with it. If you compete, even though you're clearly outmatched. I can live with that. Yeah, by the way, that was a good series. I think that was the best series in the entire NBA Finals. Hey, what? You mean not uh-uh. the Boston I mean, Wizards yeah, game? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the yeah. entire NBA playoffs this year. I think the Bucks and the Raptors were the best playoff series. No, no. Not better than... No, Celtics-Wizards. better than Celtics-Wizards. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, what the hell, it's, Alan? It's, okay, how wait, 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 wait. You know what that is? That's the Milwaukee bias. I knew it. Yes, that is. That is. There was so that much is. in that stadium. Yeah. That was a very competitive series. It was a lot better okay, than the finals I'll give you we that, got. But not the I'll best tell you that. Series. I, w- I would not say I keep that. forgetting oh. about that. And I loved how Jennings, like, uh, I loved Brian Jennings in that series. Like, he caused, like, another technical fall to get this other guy ejected. That was awesome. Okay, so, quick question. Do you think Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon will take the next step next year? Because he's a big point guard, and he fits Jason Kidd's mold. 6'5", My problem is then Jason Kidd needs to stop having this fascination of having Giannis as a point guard. No, I like it. It, it's nice. You want to know why? Why? It, it gives you multiple ball handlers. Like, it's it's multiple threats. Like, what are we going to do here? Because, I mean, is Giannis going to go back to power forward? Or, like, what exactly are we you doing? Know, you know, you play him at small for Ooh, play a small ball lineup. Have him at the five. That'd be nice. Just, just hold on. Actually, no, four. Hear me out. This is a lineup. This is. It's so, I'm Maker's going to be the center, I think. Yeah, no. Don at the five. Giannis at the four, right? And periodically, you just have Giannis bring the ball up, initiate offense, have him bring the ball up, right? And then you have Jabari Parker at the three, Chris Middleton at the two, Malcolm Brogdon at the one. You have a really tall team, and a team is tall as hell because the shortest guy would be 6'5". Do you think Parker's going to come back from this injury, though? Two ACLs? Hey, he has no more ACLs to tear, man. Well, it was the same ACL that he tore before, I believe, wasn't it? Was it? The same, it was the same knee? I thought I it was the other it was the same. I don't know. I mean, listen, the guy can score, and I feel like he's better at the three than than playing him at the four. I don't like him at the four. He's not a stretch four. It's not his game. No. Um, 
He shouldn't be playing at the four. Definitely the three. He he's a small forward. Yeah, he's that, that's his natural. That's where he feels natural. But, yes, I. And I hope Chris Middleton stays healthy as well. But listen, if Brogdon can develop into a solid point guard, I can see him. I could see him like being the the point guard that Jason Kidd needs because he Jason Kidd's always been good at grooming point guards to take the next step. Brogdon is shocked. And by the way, the reason why we're not covering the Warriors right now because we don't need to. <laughs> There's nothing to say. You got that right. I, I I literally have nothing to say about the Warriors. Do you have anything to say about the Warriors, Seth? Uh, about the Warriors? Uh, yeah, I have nothing to say about them. About, like, just the finals, period? <laughs> no, just about them as a general. I have nothing to say about them. Oh, how can we make them better? No, you can't. I'm sorry, you had the second best basketball player in the league join a 73-win team. I mean, we could go ahead and give Kevin Durant some shout-outs, I guess. I no, no, no. Kevin Durant needs to chill with the AI, the, the Kyrie Irving comparisons. I, that, that needs to stop. Oh, yeah, who started doing those, man, all of a sudden? I do not like um, Kevin Durant right now. Like, seriously, you joined E70. He was the one who blew it for the Thunder anyways. Yeah, but he's got a whole lot of fans now. Apparently so. It doesn't take much. It's amazing when you win, huh? Anyway. Is that the entire case of the Golden State Warriors team? What, defense? Yes. They don't know how to play defense. No, KD, Draymond, KD, Clay. If you say Curry knows how to play defense, I will slap you. No, he's adequate. He's not an exceptional No, he's a terrible defensive point No, Kyrie's a terrible defensive guard. Are you saying that Curry is a better defensive point guard than freaking Kyrie? Yes. This feud is not over, and this will go over in the next, like, 90 episodes of the Cyclone. I don't care. Kyrie is yes, not Yes, I'm going to yell at you group. every episode. Fine. I'm going to yell right back. Come on. All right. You're saying Kyrie's, okay. a, you better go? So Kyrie's <laughs> a better defensive. You're saying Kyrie Irving, the matador. Kyrie Irving, the man who's like a ceiling machine. Name me the last time Steph Curry stole an actual basketball. Okay, when has Kyrie stole a basketball from anybody? A lot. When? That time. Exactly. Well, you know what, though? It was interesting seeing Steph pull that awesome cross-up on LeBron, though. That was wild, man. You know, they tried to say he was traveling, but... Jay? What? Look, I'm talking about facts. You guys can go on this little tiff if you want to, but when he pulled that cross-up on LeBron, that was cool. I'm not going to lie. That was a good good play. I I got to give credit where credit is due. All all I'm saying is... What about all the plays last year when LeBron dunked on uh, Curry's face? Exactly. That was cool, too. But you see, this year, that was just amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like No, like, it was weird when it was 3-1. Everyone's like, yeah, the Cavs are going to come back. Like, all my friends were like, oh, yeah, the Cavs are going to come back. You know, you called it all along. I'm like, no, the Cavs are going to lose. I knew they were. Like, I knew they were going to lose that game. I knew it. I didn't even watch the game. I knew they were going to lose. Jay, did we watch that game? Yeah, we did. I knew they were going to lose. Like, I won that game. Like, I was so, like, optimistic during all the other games. But this game, like, I, you could just tell I knew they were going to blow it. Okay, fact number one. Kyrie Irving, 1.2 steals. Steph Curry, 1.8 steals per game this season. 
Oh, case closed. He might have one extra steal in the season. That doesn't matter. Listen, you're wrong. Matter. You're wrong. Just we're, we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. We'll we'll circle back around this, and I'm gonna. I'll tell you what. Kyrie is gonna dominate Stephen Curry this year. He's not a better what, what defender. Mean, what you mean this year? You mean next season? Because this yeah, year, next season, I will put fifty dollars on the line. Is that He's what tax? not a better defender? Or I'll tell you what. I guarantee you, Dev. Uh, you live in Delaware, right? Yeah. Far as he knows, I will take you to McDonald's personally myself and buy you a twenty piece of chicken nuggets. McDonald's? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Hell no! We're gonna go to an independent chain, and you're gonna get us both sandwiches, the good kind. We ain't getting no rationalized piece of crap sandwiches, Dev. We going for the gold, man. Dude, seriously, I've had McDonald's from Burger King and everything. For some reason, McDonald's uh, McNuggets are like the greatest thing ever. I cannot explain it. I don't know what it is. They just know how to make them. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, I'm going to have to get you to try some of my chicken tenders sometime. Yes, I'll, I'll tell you what. I will take you both out to any restaurant you guys want. We can record it live on the J360 show. I will literally eat my words and be like, you guys are right. I am an idiot. I am sorry. We'll do this for a Cyclone special. If Kyrie does not do better than Stephen Curry next well, year. Well, you know, that that depends, though. It has to be a what, special circumstance. Okay, define right? better. Well, the steals. What is it going to be? During finals time again? Or is it going to be like, what, what are you saying? I'm talking about the entire season. Oh, like any time then? Okay. But the argument was that Kyrie was better than Steph defensively, and he's not. Yes, if, if Kyrie, I'll, I'll tell you what. Wait, wait, wait! Defensively, yeah, that's asking you know, a lot, don't you think? The defense. Oh yeah, this was defensively. If Kyrie does not do better defensively, yes, we will put this bet on the line. Okay, well the records will be clean slate by then because right now's records, hell no. Because right no. now Steph's a better defender than Kyrie, maybe not by a lot. No, I guarantee Kyrie's gonna do better now. How? What? What? How? Where? Trust me, I know. I know these things. I, I predicted the Giants were going to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Remember, Jay? You I also predicted that. that you also predicted Marcus Smart was going to be a good player. So Shut I don't up. think you're the best judge of character on talent. Shut up. Well, well, you know what? Hey, 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 you know something, though? Much like Homer Simpson, Al is due to being right somewhere. Somehow. Yeah, just not with NBA talent. All right, whatever sandwich place that you guys choose, you owe me the sandwich. Okay? Yeah, that's mine. All right, that's fair enough. All right, yeah, sandwich you know, on the line. But you so, know. Someone should literally put a sandwich icon when we make this bet. When you guys get into these agree to disagrees, should go ahead and set up a thing where we can address the J360 Legion and see what they think. And I guarantee you this. I think if Brand Jennings started for any team, oh, we would have God. better offensive presence. All right, this all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we're ending the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Dev. Take us out this time. Thanks for tuning in on these back and forth rants. I will go into another Brandon Jennings rant. We're going to just call it a night. So tune into next week where we're probably going to talk more draft, offseason moves, the NFL is coming. Thanks for listening. See ya.